The Bible reading is from Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 to 7, and this can be found on page 1234 in the few Bibles. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them to be false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name, and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favour. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Um. Usually when I, I preach, I like to dress fairly formally. I, I very, very rarely don't wear a tie. But I have a particular reason for dressing informally tonight, and, and perhaps the, the props that you can see will uh, give you an indication of, of what I want to do. Uh, many, many preachers, I think especially within the Reformed tradition, uh, easily forget that Scripture was written by real people to real people. And part of, of the writing of Scripture is that it's meant to touch people emotionally. But we tend to, uh, to preach parts of Scripture in a way that, that just strips all of the emotion out of it. And, and we go for head, we go for knowledge, we go for understanding. I, I want to have a go at uh, something else tonight. Uh, I want to have a go at trying to, to get you in touch with the emotion behind this text. I want to do it by uh, imagining a conversation, brunch, if you like. <laughs> and uh, we, we don't often wear shirt and tie to brunch, at least I don't. So imagine a, a fairly casual brunch conversation. Let me give you a little bit more of the background to this. It's a husband and wife. And the reason I want to take this scenario is because this letter to the Ephesians, like all of the seven letters, has a particular structure to it. And the structure uh, comes from the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, there were agreements called covenants. They could be made between individuals or a king and his, his people or two nations. And they were structured agreements where people knew what they had to do. And as I say, this is a, a covenant form. But of course, we're more familiar with covenants in, uh, um, in the church today. When we think of marriage, marriage is a covenant made between husband and wife. So that's one reason why I'm drawing this marriage parallel with the text this evening. But there's a second reason, and that's that in the book of Revelation, the church is pictured as the bride of Christ. And 
I want to, to try and uh, give a sense of what it means for Christ the husband to be speaking these words to the church at Ephesus. Actually, I think all seven letters are meant for all of the churches. Um, to be speaking these words to his bride in Ephesus. Okay? Last comment before I begin is this. Uh, sorry, two comments. One is that um, don't expect everything to hang very neatly together tonight. It's a little bit fluid. You'll have to interpret what I'm saying. You may have to interpret where I'm looking and the gestures I make to, to get what I'm talking about. And I quite understand if I'm not doing it properly, you may, may just not get it, and that, that's okay. But do tell me afterwards. If it worked, say, thanks, Drew. If it didn't work, say, you idiot, you'll maybe get it right next time. And I'm, I'm more than happy with that. The last thing to say before I begin is that, especially towards the end, I'm going to be saying some things that Christ says to his church, but crucially, he does not say these things to individuals. Now, it's very important to get that distinction. He does say this to churches, and I'll be talking to us as a fellowship, but he does not say them to individuals, okay? So, you really must bear that in mind. Do I think this is a word for the people in Bloomfield, my brothers and sisters? Is it a word for us now? I'm not actually sure that it is, but that's all right, because it could be a word for us soon, sometime in the future. Very much a word to keep in the back of our minds. Okay? Let's pray together then. Gracious Lord, as we seek to understand your word together, as we seek to get a sense of what you're saying to your people, will you by your spirit guide us? The words that I speak, the thoughts that go through all of our minds, may we hear your voice above everything. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh -huh. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it? Sweetheart, it's just lovely to have, just to sit and have coffee and together have, have brunch. It's been a while since we've, we've done this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, we've, whoops. Yeah, I always find this with a thing there. Do you find it with yours? Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. It just doesn't work sometimes. Yeah, we've, we've both been busy. Too busy? Yeah, I, I think so too, actually. Although, you know, uh, although you've been busy, and yeah, yeah, work and all the other stuff you have been really busy, <laughs> you know, dear, I've never been actually very far from you. Yeah, I've been, I've been sort of lurking in the background. Well, not, not lurking, that's not quite right the word. I, I've, I've, I've been in the background keeping an eye on you. Well, 
Not in a sort of MI5 way, but how do I put it, dear? In all, in all the busyness of life, you do know, don't you, that I always have your back. I'm never far away. I, I, want, I want the best for you. I'm always just around the corner. And I pray for you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course it's every day. Every day I pray for you faithfully. And Jesus says to his people, you're busy? I'm not very far away. I'm, yeah, in the middle of you. And Jesus says, I'm praying for you. All of you. Every one of you. And especially your leaders. Jesus says to us, I've got your back. So, bring me up to date with work. How's work been recently? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I sort of guessed that. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it hasn't been easy. Uh, you, what, what do you find the hardest at work? I know what I find the hardest. But what do you find the hardest at work? It, it usually is either the work that you have to do, or the people you have to work with. What What is it for you, dear? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean that project you've been working at for the past few months? Difficult? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're still finding it difficult. You know, you know as we talked about it, I can, I can see the issues in that for you. I'm not your line of work, but I can see the moral issues there, you know, the, the right and the wrong, what's right to do, what's wrong to do. It's it, difficult, really hard, really hard to make those decisions, isn't it? You know, and, and, and we say turn to the Bible and make those decisions, but sometimes it doesn't make it any easier. Funny, I was talking to Desi Alexander just on uh, Friday, was it? Yeah, Friday. And Desi said, uh, you know, the book of Proverbs is great, but sometimes it makes life awkward because in one place it says, speak to the fool. In another place it says, don't talk to the fool. So what do you do? Yeah, I know. It is hard. Sweetheart, you know you can talk over your work with me. You know I'm happy to talk with you about it. You know, I'd love that. It's, I know it's not easy for you, so, yeah. Don't feel that you can't talk to me about your work. And Jesus sometimes says, you know, you don't talk to me about your work very often. I wonder why that is, because I, I know what you work at, and I know it's difficult, so why don't you talk to me more about it? Funny old world. I wonder, I wonder is it because you, you're getting on with all your work, but you feel you don't really need me there. Could be, could be. Well, if, if the work's difficult here, what about the people in, in work? What about, uh, <clears throat> how is uh, she getting on? 
she's still there, is she? <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, whoa, slow down, dear. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just asked the question, you know. Uh, she's as bad as that, is she? I didn't know you knew those words. Hey, okay, fair enough. But yeah, yeah, so she's, she's still a bit of a nightmare, is she? Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, I can see that's, that's been building up for a while. So she's no easier to work with. Yeah. You know, that's actually one of the things I love about you. That people like her, you know, people who are just nasty, people who are bad, people you can't trust, people, you know, those sorts of people, you really can't abide them, sure you can't. Yeah, and I, I love that about you. Remember that bloke on holiday? Remember last year? Remember? And he, he, just said, he just said the wrong thing, didn't he? And you just went off the deep end. It was fun. I was just great watching you. I thought you were going to rip his head off, to be honest. In fact, he thought that you were going to rip his head off. You know, and, and it, was, it was great. You just can't stand people like that. Isn't that right? And, but, sweetheart, I was right behind you. I was. I mean, maybe you looked over your shoulder and saw me, but I was right behind you. Funny thing was, you, you never looked back. You seemed to be happy enough on your own. You, you didn't seem to need me, because you were doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, would that's lovely. Yep. Super. Yeah, oh, well, that's enough, thank you. Thank you. Mm. Great. But funny that, that reminds me, talking about that bloke last last year reminds me. Uh, you remember that guy who called at the door? <laughs> you remember he came, he came to the door and he said he knew me? You know, usually we get these things by by email. Dear D. Gibson. But he came to the door and, and he said, Is Drew in? And instead of, you remember I was in the kitchen, and instead of coming to get me, you said, what do you want? And he said, uh, Drew Gibson. And you said, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, um, I, I, I know him from work. And you, you were still a bit suspicious. You remember? <laughs> and even your address. And uh, you actually saw right through him, didn't you? Yeah, I was, I was brilliant. <laughs> and I think what... What really showed that you saw through it was when you said, oh, you're one of Drew's friends. Do you go on his boozy weekends? <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, I do all the time. I can still hear your voice. My husband never gets drunk. Well, you're magnificent. But I was in the kitchen, just ready. If, if you needed me, I was, I was ready. But... You sort of didn't need me, did you? You just didn't seem to need me. No, 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 sit down, sit down. No, no, there's, there's, there's no rush, really, no. Oh, God, come on, sit down, sit down. No, don't. Look, just, just take a few minutes. No, 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 finish your coffee. Yeah, look. Uh, yeah, I know there's washing to do. Yeah, of course there is. And I, yes, I know they're my shirts. I know. No, 
Dear, you don't have to do the ironing. No, remember what I told you, men can multitask. Yeah, <laughs> look, leave the ironing. We can, we can multitask. We can do the ironing, watch rugby on the television, and drink tea all at the same time. We can, you know that, so don't, don't. Yes, I know there's dry cleaning to pick up, and I know your shoes are in uh, for mending. I know that, and I know there's a shopping Would you sit down for a minute. I can do all that. You're brilliant. You are. You, you just give yourself to all of that stuff. And you don't seem to grow tired. I, you know, I, I envy you for that. But I just want you to spend a wee bit of time with me. Just a wee bit of time with me. I don't have more important things to be doing than to be with you. And dear, really, I don't think you have more important things to do than sit with me, would you? Just for a while. Just stop for a while. Darling, I just want you to spend time with me. Not doing things for me. Not standing up for me. Not being the best employee that your, boy, that your boss has ever, ever had. I know you so much to do. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. But that's the heart of the problem, sweetheart, isn't it? You just want to seem to do it without me, don't you? I, mean, I can't put it any other way. You do, you're doing great stuff. You do great stuff at work. You do great stuff in the family. You stand up for yourself. You do all sorts of wonderful things. But you just don't seem to want to do it with me. Didn't used to be like this. We used to just spend, to spend time together. Oh, yeah, of course you didn't get a lot done. I know that. But just being together. That week in Donegal. Remember? Remember what we did that week? Do you remember? Really? What was the big standout thing? You see, that's what I remember as well. Yeah, I, I can't say it was a big standout thing that week in Donegal. Yeah, we walked together. We ate together. We made some new friends together. We did... Other things together. That was great. But you just don't seem to have room for me anymore. Actually, you know what, you know what day of the week I find loneliest? It's Sunday. I find Sunday loneliest. You're always busy. Yeah, I'm... I, I'm happy to look after the children, more than happy. I, I love it. And I, I, I'm happy to look after them while you're doing churchy things. But I'm lonely. Because you're doing churchy things. 
and you don't actually need me in them. To be honest, I just hate the way you do Sundays without me. You don't seem to need me on Sundays. How did it get to this stage? How did it get to this? It just didn't used to be like that. I'm sorry. No, sweetheart, I'm I'm sorry. I, I really didn't mean to make you cry. I didn't. I didn't. I just want things to be the way they used to be. Just you and me. You didn't think, do things for me. You did things with me. We were in church together. We traveled together. We played together. We went to, to work together. We knew who our friends were. And we, we laughed with them. We cried with them together. We stood against the world together. We wanted to change the world together. Do you think we can go back to that? Can we? I want to go back to that. I want to go back to the way it used to be, but do you? Do you? Do you? I think we can do it. I know we can. I think it can be really you and me against the world. I think we can do that. But only if you want to. Or you can go on doing all this stuff without me because you just don't seem to think you need me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Your life is, is fully full of really great things. And a lot of things that we share, we share our goals, we share our ambitions. You love a lot of the things that I love and you hate a lot of the things that I hate. Even people, we like the same sort of people, don't we? Bring those people up the road. Yeah. The Nicolaitans. Yeah. Yeah. You can't stand them. I can't stand them. Yeah. We just seem to think the same way in, in many ways. But it's like... Um, It's like a railway track. You've got two rails, and they're moving in the same direction, and moving, and moving, but they never get any closer. They're always moving in the same direction, but in parallel lines, never getting closer to each other. And I just am afraid that that's a bit like us. Sweetheart, I want you close to me. I want you to want me. I want you to love me. I don't want you to do things for me. I want you to love me and be with me. I don't want us to be a couple who have a lot of interests in common. But you just seem to think that you don't need me. I, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to take this ring off. You, you can see I'm struggling. I, I almost can't do it, but 
But do I can do it. Actually, it will come off. I can do it. And I will. Look around you. Look at our home. It's great. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic place. Isn't it? It, it's just lovely. And we've built it together for so many years, haven't we, dear? Yeah. How long? 130 years next year? <laughs> it's been quite a while, hasn't it? We've built it together. But I'll walk away if I have to. If you love a home more than you love me, I'll walk away. Or can I put it another way? I'll tear it down to its foundations. I won't play second fiddle to a building. I won't play second fiddle to your job. I won't play second fiddle to all the good things that you do. I won't play second fiddle to your moral precepts. I won't play second fiddle to everything or anything. Because I want you, and I want you to want me. But I'll walk away. Because there are people who will love me. And you can be replaced. I want a wife who knows she needs me. I, I want a wife who knows that she needs me. I want a wife who knows that she needs me. Do you hear what I'm saying, sweetheart? This is serious. Do you hear me? Do you really hear me? I'm prepared to fight for our marriage. Um, I'm prepared to fight hard to get back to what we used to have. I'm not going to give up without a struggle. Are you prepared to fight alongside me? Look, we can do it. We can do this thing. We really can. We can get it back. We can start again. We can go back to where we are. We can look into each other's eyes and just love each other. Shall we do it? Can we go back to living, living, living life together? Can we do it? Can we go back to what it used to be? Back to paradise? Can we? Let's pray together. Gracious God, it's stunning for us to realize that your heart bursts with love for us and that your heart breaks when we drift away from you. So we pray for ourselves as a fellowship of your people, 
as part of your bride. We pray for ourselves together and individually. We pray for those whom you have given us as our leaders. We pray that we might have hearts that constantly go out to you, that we might never substitute doing your work for loving you, that we may never substitute caring for this building for caring for you. May we never substitute going out into the world to do stuff for going out into the world with you, alongside you, hand in hand with you. Gracious Lord, we thank you that you walk among us. We thank you that your heart is deeply committed to us. We thank you that as individuals, you will never, ever walk away from us. Lord, as a fellowship, may we look to you as you keep your light burning in this place, the light of your love to which you call us to respond. And in this moment, with glad hearts, we respond in love to you our Savior, our Lord, our husband. Amen. We pray together. Gracious God, you've given so very, very freely to us, and not just physical things, but you've given of yourself to us in an amazing way. And so we wouldn't try to simply give back physical things to you. We do that. We're happy to do that. But we would give ourselves to you also. So we dedicate this money that has come to the front. And with it, we dedicate ourselves as individuals. And corporately together, we dedicate ourselves to you. To live for you. To love you. Gracious Lord, for your presence here with us this evening, we thank and we praise you. And for that fantastic promise that you will go with us, we adore, we worship, we love you. And so may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.